Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, March 11th, 2020, a day that will live in infamy. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioli Jr., and joining me is the force that is Gary Witta. Good morning. Gary, there's a lot going on today. There's a lot going on. First of all, people might be what wondering. A new, like, I always complain that when I come in, there's nothing happening on Witta oh, Wednesdays. Oh, yeah. There's so much happening Gangbusters right now. Gangbusters Newsday. There's so much happening right now. Number one, uh, Greg is on Shock Mike. What yep. up, everybody? Greg's already here. He can't wait to join us. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, I know Greg uh, said that today was going to be Gary, or it was going to be Greg and Gary for Witta Wednesday. Turns out it's Blessing and Gary. Well, then Greg. they were like, hey, you should come on and do the spoiler cast for, uh, for Outsider. Outsider. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. You're paying attention. Mm. And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. It's not like anything ever happens on Witta Wednesday. And then here we are. And then everything happened. It's on, all on kicking Wednesday. off. And finally, people, finally, my time to shine. Now, video watchers might also be wondering why are why are Greg and Bless or not Greg, Gary and Blessing so far away from each other? And social distancing, my friend. Yeah, we gotta we gotta stay healthy. We can't we can't risk. It. I said to Blessing before the show because you know we're thought leaders here at Kind of Funny and we want to lead by example. Let's practice that social distancing. Let's, uh, yeah. you know, we can we, we, example, we can still do our jobs like this. Of course. We're just a little bit farther apart. Now, the problem you know, is you're getting closer first. to me, though, Gary. Yeah, I didn't anticipate that. And you've had a bit of a sniffle lately. I don't want no, you to No, I have allergies. Okay. And let me tell you, my body really decided to fuck me on this one. Really? <laughs> Let's get allergies in the middle of coronavirus. <laughs> so you're always worried, Then you, even if when you figure <laughs> it out. Because there was, I talked about it in the Greg way I put up over on Patreon.com slash kind of funny, better than blessed way, no big deal. Mm. And mm. one of the responses was like, oh, yeah, I thought I had allergies, then all this stuff. And I'm like, all right, cool. But it didn't I mean, solve your issues because the Claritin any- solved my issues. If anyone coughs or sneezes around you right now, whether it's clearing your throat or allergies, you're, you're walking the fuck away. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So you stay there. Okay. You coughed before the show. You yes. stay over there. But that is, that is my morning cough. You got to clear your throat. Yeah, that's the, the thing. thing. We all, on, on a normal day, probably everybody coughs at some point or sneezes at some point. Yes. yes. But now it is that we're all hyper aware. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this also means that this will prevent us from we're uh, not gonna shake the accidentally hands. falling into the habit of, because you do it automatically. It's mm-hmm. so easy to like shake hands without yes. thinking about it. And that's the it's tradition. But we'll have a nice little wave at the end. Yeah, we'll wave at the end instead of shaking yeah. hands. We'll do the whole thing. Yeah. Today's- Wash your hands. Stay home as much as you can. Social distancing. Do everything the experts tell you to do. Do not fuck around. Be smart. Today's stories include the shocking cancellation of E3 and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames or listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show head to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show now it's time for some housekeeping we're hosting and producing a debut stream for the game core on thursday march 19th at 3 p.m pacific time you can tune in to twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to see the devs of manicore games join greg as they build multiplayer maps or multiplayer games live in core and invite you to play think dreams if it was used to make capture the flag games and death matches in seconds you can follow at core games on twitter for details and catch their write-up on the verge right now thanks to our patreon producers Mohammed Mohammed, that's Momo, Drew Gardner, Blackjack, and the kind, of, <laughs> the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan. I started calling him that like a week ago, and he finally tweeted, and he was like, oh, yeah, no, I love Momo. And so, Momo, that's for you. We love you. Today, we're brought to you by Upstart, Mint Mobile, and Brooklyn, and I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We got four oh, stories today. Wait, mustn't forget. Oh, wait yeah. update. Wait update. The, 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 the weight loss journey continues even in the midst of a pandemic. 227.4, wow. down another pound and a half, 25 and a half pounds down total. How much is that, Barrett? 
What? A baker's, <laughs> you're supposed to say a baker's dozen. Oh. See, I wasn't. I, wasn't <laughs> I know. I, I, yeah, I threw yeah. a curveball at you, hoping that you'd catch That's, it. Yeah, even I didn't get it right. It would have yeah. been good if you Baron, picked I'm gonna, it up. I'm going to tweet obscure. you right now, too. There's someone, WB said something about Batman. God fucking what? damn it. Oh, God. A big news does it. Starting Let's with get number into one. a big news day. Big news day. It's official. E3 2020 has been canceled. This statement comes, from, uh, cr- comes directly from the ESA. They write, after careful consultation with our member companies regarding the health and safety of everyone in our industry our fans our employees our exhibitors and our longtime e3 partners we've made the difficult decision to cancel e3 2020 scheduled for june june 9th through 11th in los angeles following increased and overwhelming concerns around or about the covid19 virus we felt this was the best way to to proceed during such an unprecedented global situation we are very disappointed that we are unable to hold this event for our fans and supporters we know but but we know it's the right de- decision based on the information we have today. Our team will be reaching out directly to exhibitors and attendees with information about providing full refunds. We are also exploring options with our members to coordinate an online experience to showcase industry announcements and news in June 2020. Updates will be shared on e3expo.com. We thank everyone who shared their views on reimagining E3 this year. We look forward to bringing you E3 2021 as a reimagined event that, that brings fans, media, and the industry together in a showcase that celebrates the, glo- the global video game industry. Gary, Greg, this, this started to break last night as, I believe, Devolver, Devolver Digital <laughs> put out a tweet. It was like, hey, folks, just cancel your E3 flights and hotels, which of all places, I wasn't expecting Devolver Digital, the publishers of my friend Pedro, to be the ones to kind of break this news. Well, but you saw the real source of all this, right? What was this? This cam girl? No. Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not really following the cam girl scene as much yeah, as you, Yeah, I, was, Greg. I wasn't. What's, what's uh, going well, on? If you follow the news scene as much as I did, <laughs> Mr. Widow, all right? No, there, it, it could easily be... It could easily be just somebody who is making a joke or just guessing. Because obviously, if you would have asked us four or five days ago, is E3 going to get canceled? Like, yeah, yeah of course probably. it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a cam girl put up a thing saying, hey, uh, E3 is going to get canceled this year. This guy I was uh, hanging out with or whatever, whatever working for, mm-hmm. just told me that that's going to happen because of coronavirus. And she tagged Giant Bomb, Waypoint, and all these different places. Wow. That's funny. I didn't and that, know that I, I, I was going through that, and that account follows me as well. It's just like, oh. Then tweet at her right now and be like, hey, thanks for telling us. You know what I mean? Because yeah, the game's telling the news story could have been a big story. I screen. know, yeah. Gary, what's your first reaction to this news? My first reaction to this, let's, let's, let's talk about what's important first. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely the right choice. This had to happen. It's only, the only thing that's surprising to me is that it took this long. We all, this has been in the cards for weeks. We knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. In the last couple of days, everyone was saying, like, it's just a matter of time, waiting for the other shoe to drop. It finally dropped today. Thank God they made the right decision. We are in the middle of a serious public health emergency right now. If you don't believe that, you're not paying attention. Mm -hmm. Anyone who listens to the science and the experts on this knows that this is going to get way worse before it gets any better. We can't fuck around right now. Is it a good idea right now to summon hundreds of tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of people, however many it is, from all over the country, all over the world, shove them into a large, enclosed, poorly ventilated arena and have them all share game controllers for three days? No, of course it's fucking not. Mm. This had to be cancelled. Um, and It would have been absolute fucking insanity, bordering on criminal negligence to, to, to continue with E3 given what we're facing. In terms of the less important stuff, um, there are some people at the the ESA who may even be breathing a sigh of relief because they think a lot of people were feeling like E3 was going to be a shit show this year. 
even without the coronavirus. Ma- major companies have pulled out. Yeah. It was probably going to be a bit lame. It might have led to people questioning why are we still having E3. So now they get to do what I've been doing anytime I want to get out of a social engagement. Coronavirus! Not our fault. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's actually a nice little get a, a jail-free card for them. The problem is, it'll be interesting to see now how people, Xbox and so forth, what are they going to do? Move their events? Yeah, Xbox still want to do their reveal. Maybe it'll just be an empty arena online thing. Yeah, Phil's been talking today online. Yeah, who so, knows? But the absence of E3 this year may end up having the same effect. People looking back on it and going... What do we need yeah. E3 for? We didn't really feel like we missed anything. There have been quite a few quite a few tweets uh, this morning. Uh, one from Ubisoft saying an update regarding E3 2020. The health and well-being of hold up, I got I got to scoot up to my laptop because this text is small. The health and well-being of teams. For the record, bless. Like you can't, the, your computer can't cough in your face. You can you can get closer to your computer. Oh, but and you can make the text bigger on the screen. Well, it's no, like magic. Is, it's an it's an image that I copied onto the doc, and if oh, I make okay. it bigger, <laughs> then the resolution will get fucked. <laughs> the health and well-being of teams, players, and partners is our top priority. So while we're just we fully support the ESA's decision to cancel E3 2020. E3 is and will continue to be a moment where we come together as a community and share our love, love of games. We're exploring other options for a digital experience that will allow us to share all the exciting news we have planned. Stay tuned for more. Then Phil Spencer tweeted, that was Ubisoft. This is Phil Spencer talking on behalf of Xbox. E3 has always been an important moment for Team Xbox. Given this decision, this year we'll celebrate the next generation of gaming with the Xbox community and all who love to play via an Xbox digital event. Details on timing and more in the, in the coming weeks. And then separately, and maybe I'll, I'll come back to this last one because Jason Stryer had a tweet this morning. That's almost that's, his own news story. Yeah, right? that's almost his own news story. And so I'm going to keep that one in the pocket for now. But sure. yeah, it seems that the big players are looking at different options. Which like, you'd expect, right? Yeah. We all knew they It's would not be really that big a deal. If you like, so right now, for example, in a lot of countries like Italy, they're playing their football, their soccer matches behind closed doors. The matches are going ahead. You can watch them on TV, but there's no crowd. Yeah. D- do you think the Xbox will do so, like still do, do a big stagey event, but with no live audience? No. I what do you think they'll be, do? I think it'll be like Nintendo Direct. I think okay. it'll be a much more... Per- it'll be like kind of funny game showcase. It'll be like any other of the long litany of things. It'll Just be like a bigger at, version of Inside Xbox. Talking. Yeah, exactly. On a, it'll be like the Stadia Direct. We have a you know green screen behind them, and they talk about what they're doing mm. and where they're going. And I don't think they necessarily make reference to this is out of the ordinary difference is this is life and we're gonna yeah, this is how we're doing the nature of the xbox presentation at e3 like part of that brand it's just big and splashy right? well i mean keep in mind too that this was f- gonna be the one to show the next generation of xbox yeah and that's a that's bigger like, like you want to talk about like and it, like for the record too like you know we're jumping in obviously we've already been going uh like this is the right call to cancel E3. This is what should be done. Of course. It, it sucks, and I and, and it, obviously we love E3, and you love the E3, and you love the pomp and circumstance of E3. Mm-hmm. I think there's so many different ways, and I feel I see so many people twisting a bit in the wind today talking about it, where you're flipping and flopping so fast on your opinions. Because you're bummed that E3 happened, but you're glad it, it, or that, yeah. you're that they canceled, but it sucks that they canceled. Uh, oh, my God. Is the presentation going to be good? Well, I'm glad they're doing something. Like, you're in and out. Yeah. And, like, and E3, I feel like E3 also means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Because right. for me, as a fan, I've always looked at E3 as the place where a bunch of games get announced. Yeah. That's still going to happen. That's, right? that's, that's, not, that's not a thing that's changing. For, for the people, I think, at home, like... It's it, as everything that's happening right now with coronavirus, right? Yeah. And uh, the ramifications and the you know ripples on the pond we're gonna see a year from now throughout everybody's lives. Whether that is you know we're, uh, so many people are worrying right now about uh, uh, restaurants, right? Right. How, how many of those are gonna be left standing? Once there's been such a dramatic drop off of people going with mm-hmm. margins, because just yeah. stop and think about it, right? Of like if you're a restaurant and you lose twenty percent of your customer base for four months right like that yeah. your rent doesn't change i mean so there are already you, some businesses in seattle that have closed permanently i um i think it i don't want to name names i think it was 
I, I, I don't name names. Somebody I believe from Sony today was tweeting, uh, and it might not have been, but it, it wasn't even about PlayStation-y stuff. It was the idea that even with GDC's cancelization at Moscone Center, there's been other cancel, uh, cancel, uh, canceled events at Moscone Center, and there's one catering company that's already laid off 40 employees because of it. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, is the thing of E3 right now as we talk about it at Ground Zero and wrestle with all these different emotions. I'm glad they canceled E3. They had to cl- cancel E3. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, everyone who's watching is ups- is totally fine to, and uh, to have, feel it ha- and interpret it however you want to and be like, oh man, I'm bummed out that uh, if you're a person who goes to E3, you won't get to see your friends at the JW and you won't get to go right. to the press conference. Those are all legit feelings too. If you're an at home person, I don't think much changes. I, I was going to make the exact same really. point. What yeah. gets very fascinating is though, and I don't, and I'm not trying to be doom and gloom because I think you know it changes again. I'm, I twist on it too of what the real effects here. It's going to be very terrifying for a while and i think fascinating in a year to look back at how this has changed the landscape of the industry on the ways you wouldn't see on a video screen or on a stage like as i put out right like you need to understand the amount of millions of dollars that go into e3 and come out of e3 Mm. like and i'm i'm speaking out my ass here because i was never on these things but even think of an ign who was going to go to E3 and do a big thing and do a big show. I'm sure that was getting sponsored. I'm sure that was they were bringing in people. I'm sure that was a big nut for them in terms of like, we're going to bring in all this money that, you know, brings up the bottom line, brings us out of the red, does these different things. And I don't know that for sure with IGN at all. And I know they're pivoting right now. I already saw Pear tweeting that they're still going to put on a show in June. But are they going to get the same rates for that? They have the same staff. They Mm -hmm. have the same staff. Who's going to put on a show in June? IGN. IGN will still do something in terms, whether it's, a live reaction or whatever kind of thing. Yeah, they'll do something. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you're going to see in person. No, no. But that's what I'm saying is like, so even though you're at home and you're still going to watch an IGN E3 presentation, or I should just say company yeah. X, I'm not and, trying to attack. And it, I was going to make the exact same point. Look, this for the for the for the several thousand, however many it is, the several thousand people, exhibitors, journalists, fans who were going to go to E3. It sucks. I, I I I hate going to E3. Like I I I don't go anyway because mm-hmm. like it's no longer any fun for me. But for but for many people, I saw many people on Twitter yesterday going, "Oh, you know, I won't get to hang out with my buddies at, yeah. the, at the Marriott." And that's so, been that's been I, a big look, thing for me because like that, that sucks. But you'll live. We'll all hmm. you know, and, and this is how you'll live is by not getting a fucking deadly disease. Sure. Um, yeah, that's been that's that's kind of the conversation for me where where earlier I said E3 is so many different things for so many different people, right? This would have been my first E3, and when the news start first started popping up last night, I was in my group chat with like Belinda, Rihanna, Yousef, and they're kind of talking about how bummed they were because E3, you know, it is a place where you get gaming news, and gaming news is going to come out regardless. But it is also a big a big networking event, and it's like this get together for the industry. The news is going to come out regardless, and I even think you know. So moving on, moving but again, forward. it's not the news is my thing that I'm worried about here. At, at, uh, you being a video game player at home, I think is going to be the same. I know there's been. Re- it might even be better because those events will now be now targeted be more towards, towards the right. home it audience. It won't be the same thing where I, right. I, I'm really good at EA Play Live and people online. Yeah. Are like, this guy's screaming into the microphone while I'm trying to hype up fucking 500 people. Calm down. <laughs> um, no, it'll be the opposite, though. That'll be a great experience. You're still going to get your games, but as you know, I think it was Shry or maybe Altano today talking about it. Like, how many. Uh, devs won't get their game funded or won't get to have the meeting they were going to have with a publisher yeah. to make that happen. But beyond that, I'm I'm talking this beyond. I'm talking the same thing of 
if you are a freelance host, I bet you looked at E3 as a way to make your bottom line make sense. And when that doesn't happen, do you go to another industry? Look, it's going to have job? a big economic... Like you said, the ripple effect is huge. It's terrible for the wider LA economy. Hotels, restaurants, totally. like all those hotel booth, rooms are going to be empty now. Think about just the people who build these booths, right? right. Like mm -hmm. we talk yeah. about NASCAR Laborers time, and construction right? people. Like, they, yeah. that, that's yeah. all gone now. Like the... Drivers. Bill, you know, all like kinds of people. space alone, yeah. right? Probably uh, makes a huge dent in so, some pockets. Yes, it's going to have a huge economic impact and it's going to suck, but it absolutely has to be done. There's no one out there. I, I don't know if anyone is out there going like they should go ahead with E3. Everyone agrees that this makes sense. Mm -hmm. What I think is interesting to talk about, because that's a settled issue. I think what's interesting to talk about beyond that is this new very, it's going to have to be coupled together very quickly, but this new kind of experiment that we're now going to be forced to embark upon digital events and things mm -hmm. like that. What does that teach us and how might that change? Like, I don't well, think anything's going to be the same. Like, we won't go back to the same E3 after this. We're going to learn things from this new digital E3 replacement, uh, whatever it is, that will probably, like, hey, that worked really well. Let's do more of that or whatever it might be. Microsoft, for example, probably has an opportunity to stream their, li their event live on Mixer. And mm. basically force people to go try out Mixer. Yeah. I think they will, you know, in, in term, I think they will probably work with the journalists to make, for, exa like for example, after the big keynotes, you know, they always have like Phil Spencer makes himself available to the journalists to interview him backstage. And that's a, like, they'll still figure out a way to do all of that. To you at home, I don't think it's going to change at all. Like I said, it might even get a little bit better because the focus is going to be entirely on the home audience. Yeah. I mean, like, I'd love to see, you know, I know Jeff did this uh, with Game Awards this year, and it was, it, he said, look for more of it next year. Like, if you're Microsoft, and not that they weren't going to do this to begin with, but now you have to. Everybody has to do this, right? If you're Microsoft, and you're like, hey, you know, all of our games are playable on any of the family of Xboxes, which means that right now, as soon as this conference is over, you can play your first Xbox Series X game right now. We're putting up the demo for Halo Infinite that you can download. And, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. that's like, those are Do you are think that's, that's this? Because that was going to be my next question is, you know, E3 being different things to different people, right? It's a place for press to get their hands on games. Do you think the solution is going to be for a lot more companies to put their games out as demos during E3? Yeah, I think, E3 I think you're going to see, I think you're going to see that. I mean, again, this, this now has to be cobbled together very quickly. I think probably if if the, if the companies like Microsoft are smart, which I think they are, they've probably been planning for this for a while, just oh, yeah. knowing that the shoe's yeah. going to drop. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's how they already up. have this response. Like they've been. No talking one about was this blindsided by this. No. If you're paying attention, no one was blindsided by this. So I think you are going to see more game demos. I think you're going to see a game demo festival on yeah. Xbox Live and PlayStation. Which would be awesome. I would love that. I, I hope so. I don't think you will. You don't I, think I think so? the fact that like even for us personally, right, to, the demos that people take to a PAX or to an E3 or whatever are running on test, test kits. That's are true. On and they only have to hold yeah. up for like a I short period. I think we're more likely to see from our side as press people, which is what we've already seen from uh, the fallout of GDC, is that I have a bunch of appointments. I think you have a couple of books now, too, yeah. that are, hey, we're going to live stream a demo to you where they're going to either send us a video package of somebody already playing yeah. through the game that we Whether it's at, a playable demo questions. or stuff you can download or whatever it is, they're, they're, yeah. they're going to come up with different things. Great. This is what I want to ask you, Greg, and blessing also. Do you think, to the point I made earlier, that let's say that this new, di whatever this digital E3 replacement's going to be is, is a great success and people like it. Do you think that next year people would go, we didn't really miss that much by not going to E3. Do we really need to do this every year? Like, do you think that this will have a lasting effect on E3 going forward? I do. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that the people who are being forced to do this for the first time will get out there and see the numbers, which everybody loves, understand they don't need other people, understand that when they look at their coverage reports, they're getting as much, if not more, coverage from IGN, people co-streaming it, people reacting, people yeah. watching their favorite And for people. a lot of companies, going to E3 is really expensive. Mm -hmm. If they can get essentially the same 
um, uh, takeaway, the, the, the same outcome, if not better, and not spend anything like the same amount of money. That's the thing, right? This is eventually is going to come down to, as I'm talking about, the ramifications for independent contractors and everything else. It's a dollars and cents conversation. And when Microsoft sees that, hey, we saved how many millions of dollars, and this is obviously dependent on how much they get back from what they were already planning in deposits and yada yada, but they save money by not doing a giant live event and instead they got a huge return off this digital event and they already have XO, like, right? That would be the thing where it's like, I would see staying away from this worked really well for us. Let's do it again next E3. We'll just do another digital thing and then we'll make a bigger deal when coronavirus is tackled or, Mm -hmm. you know, tamed and do an XO21 and do a giant live event. And if that's what they really want, if, if Phil Spencer's like, no, we need that live energy, we need that live thing, make it about the fans and give it to them rather yeah. than gatekeep at E3. And the that's the that's process, what's going to be interesting to me is like, so you think about like Ubisoft and Xbox and Devolver and the brands at E3 whose E3 presence is based on blah, like madness, spectacle, mm-hmm. celebrities, Keanu, all that shit. I, 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 that's what I'm curious. Is, are they going to try to recreate that kind of energy in a digital environment? I, do they have to recreate that energy is my question. I think like, it'd be kind of cool if they if they could. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, again, it's like, uh, it's I, not the best analogy. But, for example, I was just reading something on Twitter this morning. So, again, in Italy right now, they're playing the, the big football league games behind, in, behind closed doors. And it's not the same experience. Oh, sure, if, yeah. if you take one, you don't realize how much the crowd is part of that experience until you take them away. And it's surreal watching these top elite athletes playing in front of nobody. And just dead silence. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I mean, it's why LeBron is saying, I'm not going to, if they, can't, if they start canceling it, like, they start, he won't play behind closed doors because the fans, he that's a big part that. of Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So who's, who knows? You should go watch that halftime heat where The Rock fought Mankind in a false count anywhere match. Or it was a hardcore match. But it was uh, it was an uh, empty arena. It was awesome. That sounds cool. Yeah. Chase Winters writes in and says, Hey, Blessing Gary, with E3 all but officially canceled as I type this, developers and platforms are going to have to find their own avenues for their presentations and announcements. Since these companies were prepared to make announcements in June, do you think we'll still see a large number of announcements clustered together, or will they try to announce things either a little sooner or later in order to get, get a larger share of the spotlight when things aren't as busy? I think, I think it'll be a bit of both. I think many of the large companies, especially, especially those that are already closely associated with E3, like, X, like Microsoft does its big Xbox thing every year. And this is not just every year, this is new hardware year, so it's mm-hmm. a big deal. I think that many companies are going to still try to, are gonna try and coalesce around like a, a cluster of E3-like yeah. events, like a, still, still going to feel like a festival of news for that week. But many other companies might take the opportunity to say, well, you know what, now we don't have to rush to hit an arbitrary mm-hmm. E3. I bet, you there's a, I bet you there's a lot of developers out there right now that were crunching to do E3 demo builds that might be breathing a sigh of relief Yeah, they'll be like, okay, cool, we can wait till July. Right, until right. Now, 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 we're not, now we're not uh, on someone else's schedule. Yeah, I want to point out the second to last paragraph in that E3 press release, right? It reads, we are also exploring options with our members to coordinate an online experience to showcase industry announcements and news in June 2020. So E3 is trying to make E3 kind of happens still through a digital event, it seems. And I assume that's their event or that's their attempt at making E3 week still matter. My question is, is that going to be successful? It will. You should at this point, you, you, you should actually see this as a great, a great opportunity to grow the kind of funny showcase and yeah. see what you can do to step in and fill, help fill some yeah, of that let's, void. Let's update on that. I mean, I, I said, I think pretty publicly, right, that if E3 went away, we'd, ha- we'd have to do it. Mm. So I think, yeah, we have to do a showcase. And the amount, I think even in the since the pe- cancel since GDC got canceled, moving on to then the last twenty four hours of emails and DMs I've got, there's definitely yeah. a market. This for is it. this is like, and, and, I, and I, it's not. I don't mean to sound exploitative, but like 
the, 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 someone has to step in and fill this void and this is a perfect opportunity for you. a lot of these indie, indie developers that yeah. might have had some kind of presence at E3 now may have none yeah. are going to be looking to outlets like this and one I, and I do think that people will keep that E3 week as the deadline they mm-hmm. were already pushing towards it they already had it on the calendars I think that you'll see I would be shocked personally if Microsoft's live event or the, the whatever their digital event doesn't take the place of that Sunday where their con- conference no but because yeah. that's that that so their closely aligned with e th- with e3 weeks one yeah. of the banner events of e3 totally. weeks. i mean other companies though may not feel as i, I, aligned think, for, with I think all the big guns will keep, stick their spots but there'll be sunday night right uh ea ub microsoft they'll all be monday so i think what's happening right now Nintendo at bethesda and microsoft and ubisoft and a lot of these companies is what does that new digital event look like do we do we still want to have a big arena do we do we do we scale it down and just do like a, a, a direct or an inside xbox special yeah. edition they they still want to make a big deal out of the launch of this new hardware. Oh yeah. So how so I think they're probably very very quickly now thinking about from a production and presentational standpoint, how do we do something that is digital only with no live audience but still feels like a big event? Yeah, my thing is I think they'll be clustered together for that Xbox uh, event, whatever it may be, right? The the uh, coming out party for the Xbox Series X, and so I think with that you do want to have those announcements closest to each other. My question is for us. For kind of funny showcase, and this might be too inside baseball, but is there any reason why we want to stick to June? Like, what is there any reason why we wouldn't want to do it before? Personally, it- I think that's why I want to wait a little bit on it, and I mm. wasn't very. And also, I don't want to dance on a grave or anything, and or be you know, uh, I, I, this isn't about us, right? I want to, I, mm. I want to use our platform to help. And so, my thing today has been taking a breath and seeing how the rest of the industry is reacting to it, what it goes. I, you know, um, Stephanie Tinsley, uh, who runs Tinsley PR, obviously, but works with Devolver a lot and works with a bunch of indie games. She tweeted today, right, of just like, a lot of people are bringing up like how this is going to affect indies. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Like E3's never given a shit about indies. It's it, it, that's why Devolver right is at a parking lot across the street from right. E3, and she's not wrong, right? We did the indie showcase at E3 last year because indies. It's really hard for them to get a presence on a stage in a Ubisoft press conference. Yeah. They're not indies at that point, right? <laughs> like or even you know how yeah, like PlayStation. Play- PlayStation they used to have like, like historically they have like a little indie shanty town outside of E3. Uh, like yeah, Kensha Hall, right? You, before it became well, like, Kensha Hall used to be where you would go to get like the, the really crazy shit. shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I'm That's saying, like, in the, but like, didn't but E3, like, much like Comic Con, has since spilled over outside of the actual event center, like into the immediate. Like they take over parking lots and stuff. Yeah, and yeah, that's Devolver's deal. Yeah, right. so Devolver always has that huge presence over there yeah. where they're doing that kind of thing. Yeah, with their, their indies. So yeah, I think I think there's still a market for it. And I think there is a thing. And I, but where to keep it? Like I think I think everyone will stick to that week. And I, I think that personally, like this whole E3 thing, right? It's a bummer because I love seeing the industry come together and do one thing and talk at one time. Mm. I think to me, that's what E3 is. If this had come down, you know a year ago, nine months ago, that, hey, E3 is dead. We're no longer doing E3. Then I think it's a much different conversation of, like, how do you do this? Where do we move it? The fact that it's happening this close to E3 changes it to be, like, I still think everybody wants that week of nonstop action or those four days of nonstop action announcements in this. It'll be more fascinating for me of what happens on E3 Tuesday afternoon, Wednesday, Thursday, those days that weren't press conferences that were just show days. Are we now defining E3 as... That Saturday with EA Play through yeah, Tuesday like the, afternoon. the actual conventions or not conventions, the I actual think, presentations. Yeah, uh, yeah. Every, everyone, everyone right now is scrambling. There are meetings going on right now. Yeah. Um, the industry again for the, for those of us 
or for those of you who really enjoy hanging out with your with your game journalist buddies or whatever and getting drunk at the W, yeah, you're not going to get to do that this year. That's going to suck. But again, you'll live. It's not the end of the world. The only I think I think the coverage coming out of E3 in terms of in terms of the people at home. The, the coverage is going to they're not going to I don't think those people are going to suffer so, at all Krajuki writes in and says hello Blessing Gary how will the cancellation of E3 affect industry insiders like yourselves journalists and other content creators who are usually running around from meeting to meeting during E3 how disruptive uh, to the flow of information slash hype do you think this ca- cancellation will be thank you as always it's it, it's just going to be different like the spice yeah. the spice must flow right the spice is going to keep flowing right there's going to there's going to be a big be week of industry industry events yeah in uh, over e3 it's going to be different we again we might because our hand has been forced we might learn that some things actually work better a different way that yeah. we want like that, that would, hey that turned out to be really good let's let's do that again i think we get this 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 could be a really interesting experiment and again not to sound too touchy-feely but you could argue that the industry is coming together over this they're coming together in to keep people safe and 100%. i think that makes total sense and i'm not trying to take away from that to the question like how does it affect it won't affect the top of the pyramid. No. It's not going to affect IGN, GameSpot, with all due respect to us, and I don't think that we're like, you know, on that level, but I mean, in terms of what we do, right? Uh, we go to E3 and we run around to these appointments, and lots of times you're running to it behind closed doors, hands off, somebody plays it for you. What you, who this is going to affect again is that when I'm in that room, I'm lucky enough that there's all these people watching or listening right now that want to come get my take on it. I'm in that room usually what with, 29, maybe 19, depending on the size of the room. Other people who are writing for other sites who are smaller things, these are freelance people. They are they are wor- working at the, that moment for three different sites. Yeah, all the streamers and bloggers out right. there who use this as an opportunity to get views, and yeah. it's a big event for and, them. And think about it this way, too, that if, it's, if we are just getting the one-can demo put out, you are no longer getting that well, I have a question that I got that gets asked in the third demo of 15 in that week. And so that they get the breakout news story of, I asked this, nobody thought to, that gets sourced at, we learn more about the game. Instead, you're getting one demo that, as much as a fan as you are of us, Giant Bomb, IGN, uh, US Gamer, whoever, how many times can you hear the same, pe- the same conversation about the same demo, right? right? Like, that's the thing where if it was that, we went to a demo and guess what? Cyberpunk crashed. And or in this one thing, they it's one of those demos where they're like, "Do you want to go left or right?" And we said right, but everybody else said left. Or yeah. It, they spun the camera a certain way, and I saw something and I asked about it, and that led to this thing. You you, you lose you that with a can. You will you will, and, and some of that will be lost. And and again, this is going to hit people in in so many different ways. As Greg pointed out, yes, the small the the the, the, the smaller guys are going to get hit harder than the bigger guys. That's mm-hmm. just the world that we live in, and it sucks, but that's how it is. The the the, the big Play, the Microsofts and the IGNs and the big companies are better placed to absorb this, mm-hmm. and they will. I think if there's going to be potentially one big loser that comes out of this, it will be the ESA. Because again, I think that we will. I think that we'll get through this. Uh, we'll we'll realize that hey, that was actually that worked out pretty good. And we might look back and say, what what are we really missing here? Why do we need to haul hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of stuff in trucks yeah. to, to LA? Yeah, what are we really missing here other than a few hotel bar drinking sessions? Like maybe we don't need. A physical E3, or maybe maybe it's just not that attractive. E3, even before coronavirus came along, people were saying people were, as Sony dropped out and everyone was dropping out. People were saying E3 is 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 moribund, as you know, as, as you know, I like to say. I do know this. This might just demonstrate how how unfit for purpose it's become. Yeah, Damien writes in. 
piggybacking off of that and says, what's good, KFGD crew? With E3's cancellation and questions around if it'll ever return as is, how does this potentially impact conventions like PAX? Could we see those becoming more industry-focused fo- events for press and business meetings versus fans-slash-consumer-focused? Or is there a possibility of seeing more, albeit smaller, events that are more industry-focused? One of the talking points online today is that indie developers may rely on E3 for pitches and deals. That may not be as available to them without an event with everyone under one roof. Could a PAX be the next avenue for them? Thanks for all you guys do. I think PAX is already that. If you go to PAX, if you go to the big ones like PAX West, uh, yeah, PAX PAX West, West and PAX, PAX East... East. Like, those are already like mini E3s on the show floor. They're just as big, just as bombastic. Companies do major announcements mm-hmm. there. They do press availabilities. And you those know. are more for the indies also. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and actually more much indie more indie-friendly than, than PAX. Is. I think PAX is a way better show than E3 for everybody. We had a, we, Remember when we had someone writing uh, ages ago and said, like, should, I, I, fan, should one, I try to go to E3? Yeah. And we just said, no, just go to PAX. Yeah. It's, yeah. You'll have a much better time. It's designed for you. Yeah. And so, yeah, in this world that the question's, you know, hypothetically doing, right? Because now it is, cool, E3's dead. Everybody looks at Comic-Con. Like, are you going to fucking Com- do this? I, I, I'll, I'll say it right now. Comic-Con will not happen this year. It has year. to. It Comic-Con has to will be, be next. As well, right? mm-hmm. And then, so then it's like, you look down the line, it's like, all right, Gamescom, uh, VidCon, I'm just throwing out cons now. But I mean, yeah. as you go down the, the summer lineup, you get to I'm supposed West. to be. I'm supposed to be speaking at a GamesBeat event at the end of April. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for it to be canceled. But if it's not canceled by the end of this okay, month, I'm not. I'm just April. Gonna, That's yeah, go. it's yeah. not going to happen. Comic-Con's not going to happen. I honestly think the Olympics is right in the firing line now. Sure. Uh, we're waiting for New York all, City all to cancel things. the St. Patrick's Day parade. They yeah. have to. Yeah. Like, you've just got to be like, uh, yes, it sucks. But like. You've, 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 there's no fucking choice. If PAX West, if we have beaten coronavirus, because if, if that's the other thing, if coronavirus is still going and PAX West and Reed Popper, like, no, we're, we, we, I, honestly, uh, they've got to be looking closely. And who knows where we're going to be? I only know one thing, and, and I'm going to know, I don't know, know anything. But again, having followed the science and the expertise, yeah. this is going to get way worse before it gets way better. The former head of Homeland Security was on TV yesterday saying we're about a week away from hospitals being completely overwhelmed. It's going to get bad, and it's going to get bad quickly as it grows exponentially. And we don't know how long this thing's going to take to burn itself out. A lot of that will depend on how well it's managed, and right now it's being mismanaged to a criminally negligent degree it's going to get bad and i don't think there's any you can make any safe assumption that oh by september sure it's, it's all going to be cleared up no, that's the problem i don't yeah, think you yeah. can assume that at all yeah. yeah i think if we went the if we so i don't even think pax i think pax, pax west is not happening either so mm-hmm. then to go all the way around and get to pax east of next year right in terms of how we're looking at what that i yeah. think that pax would be important that more important than usual pax east always important do you think that becomes because that that PAX has always been important for consumers and fans and stuff. Do you think that becomes more important for press now that E3 yeah, is Yeah, 100%, be because I feel like usually what happens is we have so many different events and go to so many different things that when I get to a PAX, it is, cool, seeing shit on the show floor is the last thing I'm there to do. I'm right. there to collaborate on podcasts. I'm yeah. there to do panels. I'm there to host stuff. Like I Usually the floor, with the exception of the Indie Mega booth, is old stuff. And then for the Indie Mega booth, a lot of it I have seen somewhere else or I've played it Yeah, people else. like me and Greg don't line up with the chuds. To play demos, we we going through we going through we going through a secret we going through a secret celebrity backdoor. They have the PlayStation booth and it has a whole bunch of games I've already already played, whether it be at going down to PlayStation, whether it be at E3, whether it be whatever. Yeah, a lot of the games at East are at West. Yeah, and so like all so I feel like 
that would shift the dynamic there where if all of a sudden it was the first time for any of us to get our hands on something we saw during an Xbox showcase, a Nintendo Direct, uh, you know, State of mm-hmm. Play or something of that effect, or a kind of funny game showcase for indie stuff, that'd be a different thing. You'd be, in a way, starving for it, right? Of, oh, I saw this game, but I really want to know how it feels. Mm-hmm. As we start to wrap up this E3 section, I have a, a, a story 1.5 here. This comes from Jason Schreier, a tweet this morning. More news from me. Warner Brothers Games was planning to do an E3 press conference this year for the first time to talk about Batman, Harry Potter, and Rocksteady's game, among others. Remains, remains to be seen what they'll do now. Barrett Courtney. Sup? Barrett, I know how much that Batman game means know, to you. I know how much WB means to you, Barrett. Man, I would have rather have, like not known about this. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I, I feel very conflicted, like in very different ways about this uh, this specific news story. Like, yes, I'm glad that like we're all being smart about this. We're not having this event. That this needs to happen. Um, and then there's like the other other side of it is like, okay, it's cool to know that they were planning something big mm-hmm. and whatnot. And then there's the other side. It's like, fuck, I would have rather just not have known because now with all of these questions that we're asking of like, what does E3 this year turn into? Like with the whole like digital only kind of event. I think they, they could segue to some kind of digital event. Yeah, I exactly. Can so, so like this kind of takes away from that like surprise almost because you imagine that they're still going to do shit for it. So I, I, I feel uh, a lot of different emotions about it's, this. It's funny. News so story it's funny what you're talking about. Like like just just, yeah. as, just as like an anecdotal thing, like things you'd rather not know about. So my in-laws were supposed to come, supposed to come out here on a cruise oh in a God. couple of weeks. And they, guess what? They were supposed to be on the same ship that is now a plague ship yeah, off, the, yes, off yes. Oakland. And so obviously that's all been canceled. And the big thing was to celebrate the fact they're turning both turning 70 this year, mm-hmm. which again, it's like you don't get on a cruise. Like they literally said, do not get on a fucking cruise. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, my father-in-law, after it was all cancelled, told my mother-in-law, oh, it's a real shame that we're not going on this cruise because I was going to surprise you. I booked the deluxe Royal Grand Suite. And she's like, I'd rather have not known that. <laughs> That's awesome. Like, why would you tell yeah. me all the, all the like, just how awesome this thing was that we now have to miss out on? Like, to, like keep that shit to yourself. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just felt very like, why, oh, we didn't need to know this. I, I don't know. Like, But I, again, on the other side, it's like, all right, so they were planning cool shit. I get that. That's cool. I don't know. Um, but, I mean, so th- th- there's there's two things that they do here. They either they either say, well, let's not do one big event, and we'll just find ways to we'll build strategies around all these and, different like, types separately, or they or they just take what they were planning to do and do it in some digital exactly. Form. You're gonna exactly. you're, you're gonna get your kibble. No, Barrett. you're gonna you're gonna, get, Dude, you're gonna get you're gonna get what you want. Fire. And we've had and I, and I actually just want to get your quick opinions on this because we've we've predicted this before, right? That we think WB Montreal's Batman game is probably a PS4 Xbox One game. Rocksteady's game probably a next gen game. Yeah. Where do you think this Harry Potter game nets out? Uh, it's next gen. DS. Next gen. You I mean, so? like when it leaked, it like there was no way that game was coming out anytime soon. Like that's not a Harry Potter feels like it's probably going to be longer out than Rocksteady's game. Hey Barrett, has oh, there man. ever been a good Harry Potter game? Uh, there are a few, bit, yeah. Like the, I mean, uh, they probably don't hold up today, but like the first two like uh, movie tie-in games, like were pretty yeah. good. Or like PS2 and Xbox, um, the Lego ones probably. <clears throat> the Lego ones oh, yeah. were really fun. Uh, the the one that was like really trash that I hated was Goblet of Fire because they made it all level based and it, like the way that game was kind of designed around the story was very bad and weird. But shout out. To Order of the Phoenix, I hate that movie, but that video game is really good. Remember the um, they made Deathly Hollows games, right? 
Yeah, I never. Wait, were they like shooters? I feel like they're third person shooters. Well, like, well there's like a connect thing. Uh, and then uh, shout out to Quidditch, which definitely doesn't hold up. I remember playing that with. Oh, uh, for yeah. Uh, I remember I, watching the trailers for that. We brought uh, when I was working at IGN. We brought out like a PS3 and like found a disc for Quidditch and Dornbush, and I played it for like 15 minutes. So I was like, oh, this is, like, oh, this this is just hold up. the loop is like every 30 seconds you're doing the same exact thing. Cool. Now whatever. Quidditch could have been the pod racer of the Harry Potter I franchise. Know. I mean, it was at the time. It, okay. It like we loved it at the time, but going back to it, like. A year and a half or two years ago, it was like, oh, yeah, there, this doesn't age well. But yeah, there are like been, there have been co- good Harry Potter games, um, but they're, they're not. They're not be, there's never been an excellent Harry Potter game. That's and the there's thing. never been like a Harry Potter game that isn't tied to Harry Potter's story. And if like the rumors are true, this is taking place like way before Harry Potter's time, way before Dumbledore and all that shit. So it's like very much not attached to the Harry Potter story. So uh, I, I think it would be, like, a cool... The High Republic of the Harry Potter era. Basically, and, like, we've never kind of seen that in a video game for right. Harry Potter before, so I think that'd be... I was like just making cool the point thing. that historically, while Harry Potter is a massive, massive property, in terms of games, it doesn't carry the same weight as the Batman games or something from no. Rockstead. No, because right? no. they've never had, like, a... a like a truly they great never had Harry that, Potter yeah. game. The only thing they've had a dev, really, like a, a, like a big-name dev... That we know for making incredible games behind a Harry Potter game yet. Yeah. Um, but anyway, cool. Whatever. You're, you're gonna well, again, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna get everything this, you want. This is all happening. But, but again, it's, it's exciting and not exciting. You know, like I would have rather not been told about this and just have been surprised with whatever WB was that's going a, to mean, do that's fair. instead. Because, like, again, everybody's going to have to pivot now. There's no way this news isn't not going to come out in some way, shape, or form. I would have rather not have heard about this today. Mm. So that's fair enough. That's before my we, mood. Before we transition, are there any thoughts, or any last thoughts, any final thoughts on this E3 business? I, 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 think, this I, could like be the, I think this could be the beginning of the end of, of, of E3 as we mm. know it. I feel like oh, this is like ex- acceleration. <laughs> no, the beginning was a long time ago. Yeah. I, I think oh, this yeah. is the middle of the end of the yeah. Uh, yeah, E3. If anything, yeah. this is like also, uh, wash, wash your fucking hands. Wash your hands. Wash yeah. your fucking hands, Wash everybody. Your hands. And Especially condoms. you, blessing. Don't shake I hands. hands all the time. Blessing and I, for the first time ever, will not shake hands at the end of this show. There you go. You're exclusive. Uh, there, there are quite a few questions I read during the show. And, of course, if you want to write your questions in, you can write them into patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Upstart. As most of us have found out the hard way, getting into debt is easy. Getting out of debt is hard, especially if your credit score isn't that great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high-interest credit card debt. You know what? When Greg moved to SF, he, he needed a loan, and that loan had a terrible interest rate. Upstart would have helped. Upstart goes beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your creditworthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you. They make it fast, simple, and easy to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate. The best part, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day, the next day. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one monthly payment with Upstart. See why Upstart is, is top-ranked in their category of four, with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot, and hurry up to upstart.com slash KF Games to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Check your rate. Check your checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's Upstart.com/slash KF Games. 
Next, we're brought to you by Mint Mobile. If you're still using one of the big wireless providers this year, have you asked yourself what you're paying for? Between expensive retail stores, inflated prices, and hidden fees, you're being taken advantage of because they know you'll pay. Enter Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile provides the same premium premium network coverage you're used to, but at a fraction of the cost because everything is online. Mint Mobile saves on on retail locations and overhead, then passes those savings directly to you. Tim got this for his mom because he noticed she was paying for uh, for all sorts of stuff she wasn't using. Why? Mint Mobile makes it easy to cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month. Every plan comes with unlimited nationwide talk and text. With Mint Mobile, stop paying for unlimited data you'll never use. Choose between plans with 3, 8, or 12 gigabytes of 4G LTE data. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch your old wireless bill and start saving with Mint Mobile. To get your new wireless bill for just 15 bucks a month and get your plan shipped free to your door, go to mintmobile.com slash games. That's mintmobile.com slash games. Cut your wireless bill down to just 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash games. Lastly, we're brought to you by Brooklinen. Greg, Tim, and so many more kind of funny members only sleep on Brooklinen sheets because they're the most comfortable sheets in the world. Be like us. You know Brooklinen as the internet's favorite sheets, but they're also home to bedding, loungewear, towels and more with over 50,000 plus five-star reviews and counting. Greg loves them because they're soft, stylish, and easy to build online. Brooklinen was the first direct-to-consumer bedding company. Sirens are on our end, by the way. They work directly with manufacturers and directly with with customers. No middlemen, just a great product and service. All luxury products without the luxury markup. They've moved beyond the bedroom to offer to offer bathroom and life essentials, towels, shower curtains, bath mats, robes, and candles to, ha- to add that extra lavish touch. Even ultra soft loungewear, making you feel like you never left the bed. Brooklinen.com is the perfect place to start making small changes that make big differences. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that, that all their sheets, comforters, loungewears, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. Go on, make yourself comfortable. Get 10% off your first order and free shipping when you use promo code promo code games only on only at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code games. And hey, New Yorkers, if you're listening, you can get the internet's favorite sheets and more in real life. Visit Brooklinen's first store in Brooklyn then at 127 Kent Avenue in Williamsburg. Brooklinen, everything you need to live your, your most comfortable life. Gary, are you ready for story number two, finally? <laughs> <There's> a, <laughs> is there a story number two? There are four stories Oh, today. my God. All uh, right. Well, I, I feel like there's going to be a big drop-off here from yeah. like the, the nuclear bomb that we just Oh, yeah, no. The, story, the stories drop off, but we're going to cruise through them because they're fun stories. I'm just so happy I finally get to be on a, on a, on a Games Daily that people watch. Because there's big news. People watch for Widow Not Wednesday. just like, oh, this Pokemon might have a different color fucking hat in this new game. <laughs> like, that's the biggest news I get to cover on a Wednesday. Well, number two. Finally, I get <laughs> mega breaking news. Speaking of mega breaking news, number two is time for another review roundup. This time it's Neo 2. This could <laughs> finally be the event that makes me as a, a true celebrity. Like, this could be my breakout moment. Dude, of course. This, this could be like when Artie got to host the Larry Sanders show. Barrett, how many like, views? This could be my moment. How many views do you feel like this episode of Kind of Funny Games oh, Daily is going to get? Because it's going to get uh, a lot, right? Uh, 100,000 like, in the first three days. <laughs> no? I no? mean, it's uh, it's hard to tell, you know? Like, maybe maybe a couple thousand. Five. I feel <laughs> like people are starting to get a little bit tired of, of so many of the, the headlines on the show being coronavirus. But, like, this is the big one. Oh, yeah. This no, after is the this, big one. I mean, there's still going to be coronavirus news. But I feel like after this, 
it stops being the number one story because this is. I mean, the there will there will be bigger events that will be canceled because of this, like potentially the Olympics. But this is the biggest like video. Ga- game. There's no bigger gaming event that can get canceled. We'll see, this man. One. Gamescom is coming up. That soon. will get canceled. Yeah. Have they not? Wait. Have they not even announced that that's been canceled? Gary, literally today they tweeted out tickets. They tweeted out today that you could buy Absolute tickets for Gamescom. Criminal negligence. <laughs> the same day that E3 is canceled, which is like, will, I don't will, know if that's tone deaf or I don't know if that was a it scheduled will be tweet. Can, it, but I, I'll, I would stake my reputation, whatever, for whatever the fuck that's worth, I would stake my reputation on it. Gamescom is not going to happen. Neo 2 reviews are coming in. On Metacritic, Neo 2 has an 86. IGN gives it a 9 and says, Neo 2 is an impressive evolution of its predecessor, strengthening everything that was already great while mostly leaving its already existing issues alone. Its stellar combat is elevated by the addition of Soul cores, burst counters, and the ways in which those two main new mechanics affect enemy AI and how you approach battles. Its depth is impressive, even though that can also make it feel a little overwhelming due to how much time must be spent managing Neo 2's many systems. If you're up to the challenge, Neo 2 is no doubt one of the most difficult and rewarding games of this generation. WCCF Tech gives it a 9.6 and says, when looking back at how ambitious the first Neo was, playing through Neo 2 feels like a more polished experience, offering new tools to play and enemies to slay. This could be the start of a brand new Samurai Soul series, and I would be all for it. If you love the first Neo, there's more than enough reason to pick up a katana and embrace your inner yokai. And then lastly, Games Radar gives it four and a half stars and says Neo 2 might play it safe in some respects, but the fluidity, depth, and intensity of his combat is incredible. Gary, do you have any interest in playing Neo 2 at all? Is that your time? I didn't play Neo 1. Are you a Souls person at all? Like a Souls no. born? There goes to, uh, you know, if I. You know me, I'm Mr. Baby Ass Baby Mode. Yeah, and I and I've been watching Andy Cortez over the past couple of weeks just go through an utter misery playing Bloodborne. Like, why would I want to subject myself to that? Dude, I so I I've been playing Bloodborne over the last month and a half. Are you enjoying it? Last like three months. I am really enjoying it. And Greg hit me up and he was like, "Hey, do you want the code for Neo 2? And he sent it to me. And I started playing Neo Two, and. It is so hard. <laughs> like, so, it had I mean, me crawling some pe- back to Some Bloodborne. people, lots of gamers like that. They want to play a punishing game. And mm-hmm. it's great that there are games out there like that, like Sekiro, the, you know, Bloodborne, Souls games, whatever, yeah. that can that can scratch that itch. It's just not for me. Oh, yeah. No, I, I would have never thought this type of game would be for me until, like, halfway through Bloodborne, I'm realizing that it's punishing it in ways that... I can forgive. It's funny enough, like, funny enough, I've been playing Ori, which the review embargo went up yesterday. So I hear that's great. It. Yeah, Ori is, you know, fantastic, but there there are certain parts of it that are so punishing, and it's punishing oh, in it's ways... Oh, it's hard? It gets hard at points. Like, overall, it's not, like, hard like a Souls game, but like it is a, difficult. Like, a, like Cuphead hard? No, but, like, it has hard... Mo- like, there are boss fights that are difficult in okay. Ori, and, like, the combat is not always forgiving. Does it have adjustable difficulty? Yes, I, I believe so. I believe it has adjustable difficulty, but I don't know if you can. Ch- if you you're can wrong. Your Does Ori have adjustable difficulty? I don't know Fill if you can in. change your difficulty while you're playing. Is the thing because right. I tried because I got to a boss fight that I was like, "This is really difficult. I might just change this to easy real quick just right. so I can get through this." It's game. nice to be able to do that on yeah. the fly. And I looked it up, or I, I went to the menus and I couldn't find a way to do it, so I just had to like power through it on on normal. But it's possible it might have it at the start. At the start, yes. I believe you're wrong. It does. Let us know because I'm thinking about getting it. It's on Game Pass. Does Ori have have adjustable difficulty? So my thing with Souls games, specifically Bloodborne, because I can't speak for other souls game yeah souls games for bloodborne it's difficult in ways that i i personally can handle like it's punishing in ways where i'm like 
this is okay to me. I like this difficulty. I like the back and forth in, in fighting a boss in this in this setup with these mechanics. Whereas in Ori, I got very frustrated at certain points, and I was like, shoot, man. Like I at certain points, I wanted to put the game down. Because yeah, it was so like, hard. I feel like really good game design at the harder end of the difficulty scale is about a game being punishing and challenging, mm-hmm. and it can be brutally punishing. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be un. It doesn't have to be frustrating. Yeah, as long as it's fun and rewarding, and it's frustrating in ways that. You know, you can you can accept. I think right. that's that's the sweet spot. But I like, for example, I never played the Dark Souls or Demon Souls games. But I used to really, really enjoy watching videos of people rage quitting and like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? You know, like just the worst time that this game is giving you. Yeah. I, again, I can't possibly do that. But some people like that. They're almost masochistic in their gaming habits. Oh yeah. I don't and- know if Andy's here, but if Andy wants to come on the shock mic, I wanted to ask him about his experience playing Bloodborne. He's no, not here. Not here. Okay. I believe he's oh, yeah, enjoying he it. it. Oh, yeah. It's been great having it's been it's been great having Andy in the office because he's kind of like my uh, my motivation when I'm playing Blood Bloodborne because he'll come through and he'll he'll be like oh where are you at right now and I'm just yeah, like oh, you yeah need, I'm I think you need a support group when you you're do, playing you a game like that you definitely do need that. a support group I believe for Neo too we are streaming that game later this week so with, Neo with is Imran. off that ilk Neo yeah Neo is a is like a Souls game like okay that, it's yeah not for me but it seems even harder <laughs> which is crazy like it seems even more difficult right um, but yeah I believe I believe we'll be streaming that later this week with Imran and Fran and me and so stay Fun. tuned for that. It's not even scary. It's just a Souls game. It's a samurai game. It's Neo. Hi guys, I'm sorry I was misinformed. It's, it's How okay. are you, Kevin? I'm good. How you doing? Yeah, good. It's good uh, to see you. I like your shirt. It's a good color. Yeah, it's just you know I think I got it from Target. Oh whatever. <laughs> Target's got good stuff. Yeah. We're 50 minutes into the Don't show, knock it. and now we're at story number three, which big is news day. Doom Eternal. Oh yeah, right. E3 news. That's the big. That's the yeah, big news. Yeah, E3's canceled, Kevin. What are you, you just doing? waking up what to are this we doing now? The first week of June, Kevin. Me and you, hey, go to L.A., me and you, we party, go to Hollywood, meet up with, who's in Hollywood? Um, John Boyega? You want to hang out with Boyega? You think you can hang out with Boyega? Boyega's my pal. You want me to hook, know, man, me to hook Ni- it up? We're, me, and, me and Boyega are Nigerian. <laughs> I can hook you up. Number three, <coughs> Doom Eternal is not true 4K on Google Stadia. This comes from Wesley Yinpool at Eurogamer. Doom Eternal is not true 4K on Google Stadia. Developer id Software has confirmed. Rather, the blistering first-person shooter runs at 1080p. Hold on, Kevin. hold on. What's this? What's he got? What's he got for us? I got an idea for a show. We call it Third Wheel. We, me and you go to L.A., you hang out with your friends, and I just join you. And, and you just like hang, you just like yeah, hang around on the periphery. Ask questions, and you know, kind of get that going. Be like, you, you know what you could do? You just be like that guy that's like always trying to kind of wait, f- wait for that right moment to integrate themselves to yeah. the conversation, like <laughs> and, trying to catch you your eye, like just down. hovering on the periphery. <laughs> but I never acknowledge story, yeah. you. That's do that. That's it'll, yeah, great it'll be content. like comedians yeah. and cars getting coffee, but it'll be like it'll be Kevin in LA being ignored by comedians or by uh, celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I love the name Third Wheel. I'm just putting that out there. Or I, yeah, I could drive around with like one of my LA celebrities. Yeah. You could sit in the back, and every time you try to say something, I just go, shut the fuck up, Kevin. You're out of your element. <laughs> and just do that over and over. <laughs> we should shoot that pilot. That would be easy to do. Stick up GoPro on the dashboard, and we're done. <laughs> Oh, Gee, man. Why is it that every time I come in here... This is going to be a long know, episode of Games I feel Daily. like oh. my job on this show now is not even hosting this show. It's fucking giving you guys million-dollar ideas for content. I So I'm I'm sad because the Japan trip hasn't come up in a while, oh, and it's probably not As I said now. on Twitter last night, though, that's out. So, oh, yeah, by the way, sorry, Kevin, that you're not going to Japan now. I'm not paying for your ticket anymore. What? Why? Is what there do you think? going on? Corona? Yes! Next, they'll, they'll be like, we can go Okay, well we, well, we'll, we will revisit after that. All right. let's, but let's but for right now, it's that is way, way off on the back burner. Okay. You, <laughs> you can forget about that. To continue. Let's do this show instead. 
Let's do the car, what's the that, car what's show. That box, Kevin? Huh? Actually, I guess I probably shouldn't ask what a box is. Oh, it's for Paula. Okay. To continue this article about Doom Eternal not being true 4K on Google Stadia, rather the blistering first-person shooter runs at 1080p and 60 frames per second on HD displays and upsamples to 21, 2160p from 1800p at 60 frames per second on 4K displays. The news comes as a surprise given Doom Eternal's position as one of the leading titles for Stadia, Google's use of the game to demo uh, the tech to press and the fact that it promised the game would run in true 4K a year ago. When Google unveiled its streaming platform at, at GDC in 2019, id boss Marty Stratton took to the stage to say Doom Eternal would run at true 4K, prompting a round of applause from the audience. Quote, if we're going to prove to the world that you can stream that uh, that you can stream games from the cloud. What better proof than Doom? He Indeed. Said. And if you're going to prove to a developer that you're serious about building a robust platform, what better team than ID, where where we push every platform to its limit? We couldn't be happier to bring we couldn't be happier to bringing Doom Eternal to Stadia, and we are thrilled to announce that this, that the game will be capable of running at true 4K resolution with HDR uh, color at an unrelenting 60 frames per second. End quote. Gary. It seems like Stadia keeps taking the hits. On, no true 4K for, on the, for, on the for one, Doom. On the one, I can already see uh, uh, Yong Yi fucking firing up his, uh, mm. his, 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 his camera. Breaking it up. Ang- getting cool, ready cool, to fucking pile on. Angry Joe. Angry Joe. Yeah. All the usual suspects yeah. <laughs> uh, are all going to be piling. <laughs> you know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, dude. I used to love Angry Joe. I still love Angry I Joe. Love, I love Angry Joe. I don't agree with him on everything, but mm-hmm. I like his energy. Yeah. And I like Yong. I like all the, you know all the, these guys are out there. They're helping keeping people's feet to the fire. They're do, they're, they're they're doing they're doing good work. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like you know, these videos are coming. This, on the on the one hand, I don't know how it is that that Google and uh, 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 Stadia are, sun, are somehow managing to make it a situation where every single piece of news that comes out is bad. Like, when's yeah. the last time they it's announced the, good news? It's they the haven't, Fallout 76 ever. situation. This is like Fallout 76 last year where it was the release and then, oh, this game's broken. Oh, there's this. Oh, the bag. Oh, like and all this, And things. this is now a situation where... This is the worst one yet because Doom Eternal is a major, major, major yeah. title. It's this like is the, the kind of title, title. And they, 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 they said, so right, this is exactly the kind of title that should be demonstrating what Stadia is truly capable mm-hmm. of. They, and, and this guy went out and gave us all a copper bottomed promise that this game, uh, thrilled to announce that the game will be capable of running at true 4K resolution with HDR color and unrelenting 60 frames per second. Okay, now that we know that that is. Is not true. Uh-huh. Where's I, where's the follow up statement? You won't see one. Yes. Where's the follow up statement that explains why that turned out to not? I be wonder. True? And I, 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 what I want to know is the reasoning because I believe this article they do reference. Um, let's see. This news comes. As, uh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to figure out where they got the news from because I believe they asked for a statement from them and that's how they learned that. Like, yeah, this is this isn't actually running it at four K. But I guess they didn't give reasoning. They just said, yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not what we're, what we're doing now. I mean, when you when you go concerned. out of your way to make someone a promise, and you and you do it in in such specific and certain detail as this, around such an important title, and then you fail to deliver, mm-hmm. I feel like the people that paid money for Stadia are owed an explanation. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And I and I I'm curious, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Do any of the games on Stadia run at four K sixty? That all? that's that's been a point of contention. But the 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 answer is. Kind of like a like an all over the board kind of like well kind of yes but kind of no. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not the it's not the just straight unqualified yes that we were promised and that's yeah. the point. Yeah, and that and that's the thing. And so this like it really is kind of death by a thousand cuts currently for Stadia. And I 
I mean, I've, how many people can be? I know they don't put out. They're not putting out the numbers because the numbers, no doubt, are shit. Oh yeah. But like who? How many fucking people are playing Stadia right now? I mean, the whole the whole re-up thing just passed, right? Like the, right. the top, like the three, the, the three month the three period, months ran out. You know that ran out. And they're I wonder, giving they're giving uh, pro subscriptions away to Verizon. They're doing. They're trying to do all kinds of promotions. If you've got a Chromecast Ultra, they'll give you Pro for free for three months. If you've got a Verizon Fios, they're doing all these kind of deals to try and like goose the numbers mm-hmm. and get people to try it. I, I think that's like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. They they need to be doing much more than that to turn Stadia around. Yeah. Um, right right now, look, we've said it so many times, but Stadia continues to be a fucking mess. This is it the is. latest embarrassment. I was rooting for it. I had a pre I had a Founders Edition pre-ordered until the last minute when it became obvious it was going to be a shit show and my 130 bucks was going to be wasted. I like Phil. He's a friend of mine. I have other friends over there who are working in the Stadia division. Mm. They have great it's people n- over it's, there. It's not working right now. They desperately need to, to radically rethink their approach. I agree, Gary. Number four. Two new Nintendo Directs might be incoming. This comes from Jordan Girlbick at GamesRadar. He writes... We're, luck- we're likely to learn a lot more about Nintendo's 2020 lineup shortly if reports are true that two, you read it, two Nintendo Directs are being scheduled for this month. Sources at VentureBeat are saying Nintendo is wrapping up an indie showcase presentation that's likely to, likely to air March 18th, which isn't technically a Direct, but we, we get it. Following that, word is, another, word is another more general Direct will be broadcast March 26th. Allegedly, the two March Nintendo Directs won't focus on any, any one specific game, but rather the Switch lineup more broadly through 2020 the reporting doesn't make clear what games if any will be announced during the, the next two nintendo directs that said it sounds like we can expect more remasters and ports to release on switch this year as well as games from third-party developers and publishers and i feel like this kind of lines up with a conversation me and tim were having recently about there not being a a nintendo direct to kind of set up what nintendo's 2020 looks like and my prediction is that yeah after march 20th the release of animal crossing will get something quite soon after because i feel like their strategy up to this point for 2020 has been hey let's have all gears toward animal crossing and let animal crossing kind of own this quarter and then as soon as that's out and we have nothing nothing really left on the agenda of consequence right they have no more heroes they have uh bayonetta 3 which doesn't have like a, a a date they have Shin Megami Tensei doesn't have a date. I have a bunch of games that don't have a date. date. Golf Story, which does have like a season. But after Animal Crossing, right, let's then use that opportunity now that the schedule's clear to lay out what this year looks like. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I like... You notice how Barrett reacted when you read the headline? He got excited because we oh, yeah. love... We love Nintendo Directs, right? They don't always deliver and Nintendo doesn't always do as many of them as we might like. But whenever a Nintendo announces a Direct... We, bless we, I got up at five, five o'clock in the morning for oh, the last one. Yeah. We love them. Dude, we I, love them. I was and, here for the Smash. Like, that wasn't even direct. That was just like a Smash reveal. Right? And, and so, that simple thing got me here at six. Everyone loves them. And uh, I feel like, and to go back to the top of the show, the Big E3 story, I think the Nintendo Directs have already demonstrated just how communal... A, a digital-only event can feel because we yeah. all come together around the directs. We all, sh- the, everyone, uh, uh, you know, the the YouTubers and the Twitch streamers, they all stream their reactions. Kind of funny. Yeah, we all come in and do our live reaction. People get excited about directs, and that's a purely digital event. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that's actually potentially an encouraging sign and an, and, a, and an encouraging template as the e- as the big E three exhibitors, you know, pivot to what are we, what what do we do now that can yeah. be on a, in a digital uh, format. 
Gary, I'm very excited to see if Nintendo Direct, if two Nintendo Directs happen a couple weeks from now, but a couple weeks is so far away. If I want to know where I could go to find out what's coming to Mom and Grop shops today, where would I look? First of all, I just want to say I'm so glad that you're off that thing of like weaving your little tails and then oh, and then and then slapping me in the face with with the with the fake they'll, ending. They'll come someday. I had to like I had to to let you forget about it first. I know, I know. You you're very smart. You're gonna wait in the tall grass for me to, oh, to forget yeah. about it. It's I'm, I'm waiting to pounce. The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily show hosts, each and every Wednesday. Sorry, each and every weekday. Out today, we got Ori and the Will of the Wisps for Xbox One and PC, Jump, Step, Step for PS4, Cartoon Strike for PC, Fantasy Memory Card Game for PC. The hell is that? I have no idea. Rhythmic Retro Racer for PC, and then Rogue Planet Games announced today that the release of... Wait, Rogue Planet Games announced today the release of Escalation, the largest update to date for the fan-beloved MMO FPS, Planet Side 2. The, the news for me there is Planet Side 2 is still going. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have I realized I had no fucking that. idea, and I used to, I love the original Planet Side. Did you, did you really love Planet Oh, Planet's I played Side? the shit out of it. That That's and um, Star Siege Tribes. Those two games I played the shit out of when they were first out. Planet Loved Side 2, both. I feel like I've talked talked about this on a show before. Probably PS I Love You. I remember when the PS4 originally came out. When I first got my PS4, I think Planet Side 2, I got into it a little bit because it was free to play. And it was a shooter. So I was like, oh, yeah, like a free shooter. I'll play it. And it was one of those ones where I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing in this game. But I just enjoyed shooting things. And right. So it was a fun time for that. Right. And then new dates. Game of Thrones Beyond the Wall launches on March 26th for iOS and April 3rd for android and then missile missile command recharge launches on ios and android on march 26th and usually we'd go into reader mail and questions but we've had a lot of questions and uh we're very late in the show and so i'm going to skip directly to squat up marley nito writes in and says hey kfbfs after finally getting the last list platinum trophy i wanted to get some more and then I became nostalgic for some oldies but goodies. So I wanted to get all the all the trophies for Journey, which is an amazing game. But some trophies require you to play the Journey together with people, but the game is pretty empty right now. So I asked the community if they want to go on a journey with me. Thanks, Marley Nito. If you want to go on a journey with Marley Nito, Marley Nito, Marley Nito is Ingenito1993 on PS4. Wait, that's I don't know how that would work, because Journey just matches you with a random person. It doesn't have to be someone off your friends list. That's a good point. Maybe I, I, don't, mean, I don't. I don't think you can make a squad up happen in Journey. Like the whole point is, it's like it's just the thing that randomly maybe the idea or is not. they want people online at the same time, and so maybe it'll just automatically match make. If there's no, if, I guess, if but, there's but I don't think adding right him on PlayStation Four is going to help because I don't think the game. Yeah. I may be wrong, but because it's very opaque how Journey does it. Uh, but I don't think that Journey uh, prioritizes people on your friends list or anything like that if you're playing. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, someone does bring up in the chat, though, like if they're, if it's pretty empty right now and if you guys decide to start the game, at the, the game time, at the same time. You know, right, like, but you're still at the mercy of the game choosing to match you yeah. on it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, that kind of worked with me and when me and Kevin were playing Peace Walker on PS3. The reason why we're able to play with each other or find each other so easily is that nobody else is online. I mean, I get, so. I get that it's why it, it's gone on the way now that Journey's obviously not, you know, it's not a current game anymore. Yeah. The last time that Leah played not long ago, she found someone and she, she, she has the white robe, mm -hmm. which means, you know, she's like maxed out the game and completed it in every way. Yeah. And usually when you find a white, when, when, you, when people spot a white robe in Journey, they gravitate towards him. He's like, oh, you'll be able to help show me around and show yeah. me secrets and stuff because that's an expert player. Um, yeah, it's harder now to find um, uh, uh, people in Journey. Like, You've probably got a better chance of finding a match in any random Stadia game right now. Like, The game's going to be relatively empty. 
but that's that was always kind of the magic of Journey was that you the, the matchmaking was something that yeah. kind of happened. It was left. It was kind of like it was left up to fate. Like it either happened or it didn't. It I wasn't also, something I, you could make happen. I also played Journey later. I played Journey when it came out for free on PS Plus on PS4, which right. was later, but it just came out on PS Plus, which means yeah. people are on it. Yeah. Um, and even and even and and it's nice to meet someone, but even if you don't, you're still going to have an amazing experience. Yeah. There you go. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you can write in and let us know what we got wrong as we recorded the show. Prodigy Child writes in and says, The primary Italian soccer league, Serie A, has suspended all games until further notice as of this morning. And that was in, that was in regards to us saying that like the, the games were taking place if I, if I was a, If I was a fan of Liverpool Football Club right now, I would be very nervous. Because they are running away. They're 25 points ahead in the Premier League. I think they're about two or three games away from locking in the Premier League title. But it's entirely possible the league might get suspended, and then who the fuck knows what happens. Personally, as a Tottenham fan, I would love them to restart the league because we're having a shit season. The nail biologist writes in and says, yes, the first Deathly Hallows game had shooter elements in it. There was also side missions that were very mundane and, and repetitive. But yeah, I remember that very vividly, like watching the commercials for Deathly Hallows and being like, this looks like a third-person shooter. Let's see. Anakin JMT writes in and says, Devolver Digital tweeted out that they'll do a live stream to re- slash direct press conference and possibly more. Uh, so we got some Harry Potter corrections. Oh no, these these aren't really corrections. These are more clarification. Did you get anything, did you get anything on Ori? Did I get anything on Ori? Did because did I asked for people to clarify if Ori oh. had adjustable difficulty. Oh. Uh. The one thing I ask for, come on, best friends, you had one job. Ori in the Wills of the Wisps has easy, normal, and hard modes that okay, can be selected good. before starting the game. Thank you. Yeah. Just, but, but, just probably not tweakable throughout. Yeah, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's not tweakable throughout. Right. Because easy I mode. really tried to. Baby ass baby mode. <laughs> but yeah, if you want to start the game off on easy, boom. I'm gonna. But I, I'm gonna. I think it's worth. That's the thing that sucks, though, is that you can't tweak it during it because I think it's worth I like it when they can tweak because you want to be able to make, it a, make an adjustment if yeah, you're struggling. Because I, I, I don't have much fun with games. If they're if like I start off on easy and like if games are too easy, sometimes that messes messes with my with my enjoyment of the games. But you know, I I that's why I prefer starting off on like a harder difficulty and then working my way down. If I'm yeah, and not many games have done this, but some uh, have like kind of dynamic difficulty. Like the game can can sense if you're struggling and will actually make make it a little bit easier for you without asking you if you want to change it. Mm-hmm. I always used to like it in GTA, the GTA games, where if you failed a mission enough times, it would just say, do you want to skip do you, this? Do you want to just say we've done this one and move on? Like, Fuck yeah. yeah, thank you. That was a great mechanic. D-Block writes in and says, currently nine games run at 4K60 on Stadia. Okay. And then Kevin Swamp says, sports story, sports story, not golf story, like you said. Golf story is out. Thank you. I did, I did mess that up. Uh, Kevin Swamp also writes in, you missed grab and jab for Nintendo Switch. For a, a year out, or not year out, uh, out today, thanks. Uh, and I think that it, credit for the Nintendo Direct leaks go to Jeff Grubb. Shout out, homie. And then, yeah, that's it for year wrong. Of course, this, oh, tomorrow's hosts are, are Greg and me. Greg in the host seat, me in the, in the passenger seat. Though, who knows? Because every single day has been different than what we said this week for KFGD. And so you'll see tomorrow who the hosts are. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news that you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, Gary. We'll wait, 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 wait. I'm going to wave at you. Yes. But, because I don't want to re- restrict it to only people in the post show, many, many people 
have become very excited about this NBA Street thing. Oh. I know you were able to find your copy of yep. it. Yep. So and we got, we all, and we got uh, somebody sent in a copy. Oh, please. somebody we sent have, in a copy? Yeah, we have multiple copies. That's great. Well, thank you, whoever that was. So we're one step closer. Yes. I need to talk to Tim about getting on the schedule. Yes, 100%. You have been, you have been running your mouth quite, <laughs> quite a bit. Yeah. So I'm you're confident. still confident. Oh, yeah. I still in this. This is the thing I've been pondering as I've been at home, right? Do I practice at all, or do I just come in fresh and just show everybody that I don't even? You're need, that confident. I don't, I don't even need you to. Don't like, grease any, up the, you don't feel there's any. You don't feel there's any rust that you need to shake off or anything. Like the only dust I need to shake off is to figure out who my my team is going to be. You should practice. Should you I though? Sh- because yes, I don't want to embarrass folks. Feeling a little bit. There's a bit of a tallest in the hair vibe going on here. Right <laughs> it now, is you know, really a little bit is. hubris. I mean, if you don't want to, totally fine. You're going to end up in last place though. Bear, are you participating in this tournament? Do you I'm want the hands? Dude, I'll fucking go. I'll fucking throw some hands right now. You think Let's I won't go. I won't cho- I won't choose um <laughs> what's her name? Little Biggie Little, whatever whatever her name is. There's like a short girl who's like dope. She has dope handles. I think her name is Biggie Little. Biggie Little's. Like what? Biggie Smalls. Anyway, got, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Stay Somebody, tuned. People know what I'm talking about. Uh but yeah, stick around for that. We'll figure out when that's gonna be on the schedule. Yeah, until next time, game daily.